What a sham. Oh, will you lighten up? It's a Presbyterian church, not a Catholic one. Whatever. Catholics, Episcopalians, Buddhists, Shakers, Quakers, all the same, all designed to fuck up our sex lives. Here, pray. All right. So, guys, welcome back. We have season one, episode 12. This is the final episode of season one. And so this is the finale for our podcast of season one, and we couldn't do it any better than having a, another special guest. And I know we, we've got a ton of feedback last week to never have Heather on again, and we respectfully <laughs> just getting... Actually, people, that was one of our favorite episodes, so shout out to Heather for coming on. But we do have a special guest here today. And she is my mom. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And um, da, my mom is my su- the most supportive person regardless of doing this podcast, but you are an avid listener. I loved the show. I absolutely did. And I would never in my life come on a podcast, but I would never say no to you. And you asked me and I said, <laughs> of course. So, but do you, do you listen to our podcast? I love your podcast. I, I No, I listen to them and I love them. I love the farting one. I listened to that when I was walking your dog. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely a, a fan favorite. Um, so guys, so for today um, with my mom on, we have kind of a different format in the beginning. I'll start off with a general summary and then we're going to go into just some different questions. And yeah. um, I have some questions prepared for my mom and then she's going to answer and then the second half of the episode, we'll kind of do um, breaking down the episode itself. So this episode, the theme was religion, right? It had kind of this like thread of God throughout it. Faith, religion, all kind of like alluded to small, like small cleanliness. Penises. It's all, it's all something. Sex <laughs> <Exactly>. and religion. <laughs> so all the characters um, have some sort of faith-based issue throughout this and so we start off with Miranda who is dating Catholic guy and he um, thinks sex is sinful from his upbringing and he takes a shower after every time they have sex much to Miranda's chagrin and Carrie is losing faith in her relationship with Big after he fails to introduce her to his mother when she in, in her eyes Jewish. that is in her in her eyes and we'll have I have opinions that. about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's a psycho. Um, <laughs> Charlotte's plot is a little bit not that existent, but she goes the other route of religion and goes to a psychic and wants to know when she's going to get married, with not great results. And lastly, a fantastic plot line is Samantha. She meets a wonderful guy named James. And his penis is too small. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> his penis is too small. And she it, it questions her faith in maybe herself. I don't know how that's in love, faith in love, love and anything. So first off, general impressions. What did you think of this episode, Mom? Interestingly, watching it and being more attuned to it than normally when you're just watching it. What struck me is how completely immature Carrie is. Yeah. Totally. Oh my god. Totally. Gosh. She's how old is she supposed to be? Like thirty-three. She's a child. Yeah. She just is is her responses, her she's needy. That permeates the many notes that I took. I it was shocking because I don't remember when I first saw it. 
that I perceived her that way, but she is not really functioning as an adult woman at that age. Because I look at my no. daughters at that age and they're much more mature than that. But she is right. desperate to be cool, but she is desperate to be reassured. It was surprising to me to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And there was also mm-hmm. something I hadn't ever caught before, and maybe it's because I'm older, but when, um, we're kind of skipping ahead, but when Big had invited Carrie to go to the Caribbean for the weekend, and she said she couldn't afford it, but we see her in all these episodes, like, going and getting really expensive shoes. I mean, I, I, that was the foreshadow for, like, later, and I just remember thinking of that, like, wow, that's, like, kind of, I mean, it was last second, but I was just like, Carrie, like... <laughs> kind of a mess yeah yeah no I was surprised at how almost childlike she seemed in her responses I don't remember feeling that way when I first watched it I thought oh she's she's a writer and she's a little bit you know flighty sometimes but I don't remember thinking she was very immature and it just struck me that she was very needy yeah watching this series really lets you into the character of Carrie and how kind of unlikable she is and really flawed. And when you talk about the child it, childishness that she showed in this episode, there was one line where she said, I want to go to church with you and your mommy. And it just oh, yes. me so <laughs> I, I remember just looking up and was like, did she just say mommy? And then when she goes to church, like a stalker with <laughs> Miranda and drops the, the prayer the book. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday morning, a time for rest, a time for relaxation, a time for spying. The plan was simple. Just get a look at the mother, then Miranda and I would go for eggs. Well, you know, and we've talked about this on the podcast that she has a lot of unhealthy behaviors. And yeah. if if somebody said, you know what, this is kind of a boundary. I want us to go to church by myself. And then they showed up with their friend to watch me. It's really like a red flag. And I thought his reaction was pretty kind where he looked up and saw her. He wasn't really appalled. I'm like, oh, that's just Carrie. But it was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> we say crazy Carrie. There's my little crazy Carrie stalking me again. And that is our Lord and Savior. Well, it's funny because, like, uh, well, we're kind of, like, jumping around but when um carrie's doing quote unquote research on like religion (laughs) which is is like i don't i I don't even want to go there (laughs) like it's just so bare minimum like i'm just gonna stand outside of church (laughs) charlotte was funny she was oh that's the good church and it's just (laughs) that's where the good people go (laughs) (laughs) and um you know, uh, Big is putting his mom into a cab and Carrie's there. And then they kind of realize that they see each other, Big and Carrie. And she's like, who's the mystery woman? And and you can just feel the urgency and also her heart sinking, thinking it's another woman. And it's really like palpable and like obvious and it's like, almost painful and she's in that weird painful. jogging outfit that she never wears so it's like when do you go to the gap <laughs> when do you jog <laughs> yeah it's just like that when do you go to the gap oh man um what else uh, okay so should we get into the questions or further impressions of the episode what do you think i think maybe a few more impressions of the episode like i have to say that 
seeing Samantha like being romantic was really cute, actually, because this is the episode where Samantha falls in love. Um, I know. And, you know, there's some issues there, as we discussed. Well, so that plot line is such a famous Sex and City plot line. Mm-hmm. I will say this. When she was at the jazz show and James came up to her, I was like, is she on the heaviest dose of Klonopin? She's like, hello. (laughs) And it was very odd. And her demeanor was so different. And her whole demeanor that night was different. Maybe that just shows that she was interested. The jazz had taken her away. (laughs) But that plot line is fascinating. The idea of um, you fall in love with somebody, you wait to have sex with them, and then you find out they have a micro penis. And to follow Charlotte's lead, which she never does, but she said, I'm doing it your way and I'm going to wait. And she got this almost giddy, excited, palpable that you just never see in her. And Mm -hmm. even how she was in the jazz club, she's never that passive where she was just sitting there and she sort of let him speak to her and all that. It was a very different way of her behaving. And also yeah. that I, I feel like I haven't seen any other kind of situations where Samantha's kind of out on her own. If she's not preying on men, that is. It's <laughs> hard know? to like picture her going nice. to a jazz club and just sitting there. I was like, why are you here? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Without an ulterior motive right. of like finding a man or something. Um, and then the Miranda plot line was really interesting. And I, I, I thought that was just really um, comical, particularly the scene in which she wants him to stay with her in bed a little bit longer. He's like, "Oh, you cured me! Thank God." <laughs> so, he's an actor. I th- was he was in something else. He's in something else. I know. And I think so, he was in Sex in the City and another character at some point. He looked very familiar. Probably well, that happens. They reuse people. I've never seen a show that reuses guest stars so frequently in other roles, but um, I do think he was on again. I thought how they filmed him was so strange because while they were having sex, they had the camera. So you don't see that camera angle much in Sex and the City. It was just so weird. (laughs) Season one is full of bizarre cinematic choices in which we're, we're we're, we're always wondering who was behind the camera in the in, in the editing booth? Because it's just bad. Right. But at the um, same time, I'm like kind of reading into it, and I'm like, well, maybe that's like supposed to look like God is like right. looking down. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Which should, really, really could be it. Maybe we should backtrack and describe Miranda's um, plot line a little bit more. Um, okay, so um, do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. Basically, Miranda is dating this new playwright, and. Um, they have great sex with each other, and every time they end, he immediately wants to hop out of bed and take a shower. And she was a bit perplexed the first time, but then it keeps happening. And she asks him about it, and it's because he, which I can't really tell. I guess he grew up Catholic, but I can't tell if he's still actively Catholic because mm-hmm. she was saying that, like, Oh, of course, I'm dating the Catholic guy. But, like, is he still Catholic? Like, a lot of people are. Like, I don't really get it. So, um... We mentioned the nuns, so my guess is he went to Catholic school. Yeah, Because that's... He probably wouldn't get that interaction in church, but it made made an imprint on him. It it made an imprint on him. Still, it wasn't really explicitly, like, said, like, 
what was he was feeling and why he needed to shower. I mean, I, guess, well, I mean, I think we're say, just cleansing and all that, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be that like he the they said sex is a sin, so yeah, showering right, right, to right. kind of cleanse his yeah, the, the, like the holy water to cleanse him. Yeah. Um, Miranda has some really great lines when she tells <laughs> Carrie, like you know, Catholic guys should have a sign on them. <laughs> so if I had known that he was religious. Um, and this actually leads us to one of my first questions that I asked you, Mom. And it was, do you think people with extremely different religious beliefs can date? Oh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in our family, we were raised Catholic. Dad, probably much stricter than I, but I came from a family. We went to church every week. We went to Sunday school. We had all those things. And as I'm very disenchanted with the Catholic Church after all the scandals, so you you were not raised, you were raised with the pageantry of it, but but not really with the religion of it. Um, I can't imagine being in a relationship with someone who truly believed, but their beliefs were were so different. I'm always amazed when people can work that out. I think two atheists, two agnostics, two lapsed Catholics, two Catholics, but I, no, I can't see it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. And religion is one of those things on um, dating sites now. A lot of people, if you are religious and it's important to you, you'll put it. So a lot of people who are Jewish um, because there's cultural and social significance to being Jewish and, and also yeah. the religious part. Um, but if I saw a guy in a dating app that said Catholic, <laughs> I, would, I would like, no, no, no. And we have a family uh, member who uh, was Catholic, fairly non-practicing, but married someone who was Jewish and had two girls and said that they weren't going to raise them either way they'll let them choose when they were 18 well they didn't of course because they had no exposure to anything so it's um no I think there's probably a lot of push-pull um with Mm -hmm. I I don't see that I would never do it um I I married another you know disinterested Catholic and it's worked out okay right what do you think Gilly I feel like if you're actively practicing it's so much different than if both people are reformed and from different religions, you know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter at that. I mean, I don't know. It really depends. But like, you know, if I consider today, if you're a if you're practicing your religion like every week, it's that's a huge part of your life. I mm-hmm. mean, that's like going to yoga once a week. You know what I mean? Like it's a part of you. And so I don't really see how you could. I know. I feel like it would be difficult to um, be with someone who didn't practice that same way. Right. You know, it would be there would be conflict there, I think. And it's interesting with Carrie and Big because it doesn't Big isn't religious. Carrie isn't religious, yet he goes to church with his mom out of tradition. Um, And he was very upfront. He said, I'm an atheist, but it's something I do with my mom. I thought, well, that's honest. Yeah, and I liked it. And I just thought she should have respected that. That, Exactly. And that's why I got so annoyed because, like, you know, she doesn't know about his mom or family. And, like, maybe this is their thing, which it is, I mean, he says. And keep that, like, not to use another religious word, but, like, keep it sacred. Like, that's something that he shares between he and his mom. Maybe it's, like, a really kind of neutral or good way for them to connect And I understand that Carrie is trying to say that she wants to, like, be a part of it and that she supports it. But it really – she's just trying to weasel her way through and kind of, like, wedge herself 
in between the situation. Mm-hmm. It's possessiveness. And, yeah, and she can't, like, handle that he just wants to, like, keep it to themselves, it's, you know? I, it's curious that she didn't look at it as a good thing, that yes. this is a good man yeah. doing a good thing with his mother. It shows he's respectful. If he's right. an atheist, he's going to church. He probably doesn't believe in it, but he's doing it because his mother probably enjoys his company and not just yeah. leave it at that. Why intrude on that? that so, Chris, is God, this a carry tracker? I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. <laughs> Are we going to put a carry tracker on this one? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Mom, do you think this is we should do a carry tracker for Tell this? me what the carry tracker so is. So the carry tracker is when Carrie does something absurdly selfish and self-centered whether it be to big to another character, and we track it, we track all the. How do you limit she... it? She does something every day. No. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like no. really multiplying at this point. Um, so this actually perfectly leads to one of the other questions I asked, which is, was it a red flag that Big didn't want Carrie to come to church with him and his mom? Do you think ending things with him was the right decision? Ooh, good question, Sarah. In this episode, ending with him. Yes. Remember how no, I... she. Yeah. Yes, I think she overreacted. I think she said, I give you a little faith and all that. I just heard desperation and neediness was so off-putting. Having I, I, three, I, three daughters, one son. I just, I have strong daughters. I look at her and I think, don't be like that. It's yeah. just, it was very unattractive. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't think that was something that she should have done. Mother, this is my friend, Carrie. I searched her face, looking for the light of recognition. But there was nothing. Carrie, Carrie. I'm just going to go and say goodbye to the pastor. It was lovely meeting you. But So you don't think it was a red flag that he didn't want to... That, remember, he said, this is my friend, Carrie. A lot of what I thought about today, and it, it's you have your feelings when you were younger, and now I'm 64. So you remember how things were, and you remember how things are. You have to pay attention to how things are for your children as they grow up, and it isn't all the same. But I I look at their relationship and a lot of the relationships in Sex in the City, and they're not old-fashioned, traditional, let's have a date, let's go to the movies, let's wait in certain steps. A lot of it is it's a hookup culture. It is right, primarily right. physical. And why would you, I think she said we've been dating for a couple of months. Why would you want to introduce the person you're hooking up with to your mother at church? At it just Sunday seems so- morning church. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she doesn't want to see herself as a hookup. And I or a sex to- columnist at exactly. Sunday church. Yeah. I always get a sense she wants to be better than she is that part of her doesn't feel like she's enough and now he's proving it by not wanting to introduce her to someone clearly important to him Mm. like i don't know if we ever find out if big has sisters but i think she would be just equally as threatened by that (laughs) as well like just other females i feel like yeah in his life must seriously just cause anxiety for my well the difference between carrie and his mother and this very nice to meet you and it's just yeah she's so turned out and clearly you know the black outfit and carrie's together crazy dress with this big hat with this curly hair hey she just looks so (laughs) childlike i'm crazy carrie yeah it's so bad so you 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 mentioned earlier how you have enjoyed kind of re-watching it so when it was on did you did you watch it when it was on 
Um, and then why this is going to make you laugh, but why did you not want me watching it? Well, that is so interesting again, because I did now I watched it with fresh eyes. I did watch it. It was on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. So it wasn't streaming back then. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to watch it, you watched it on Sunday nights or you taped it on a uh, DVD or not even a DVD, a tape player. But I looked at it and I think Sarah always asked me, why wouldn't you like to watch Sex in the City? And it's like, I looked at it. It was like, this was 1998. You were eight years old. <laughs> like, of course I didn't let you watch Sex in the City. Because <laughs> so I always felt like I was that uptight mother. I wouldn't let them watch Sex in the City. I was like, you were in the third grade. So <laughs> I remember you guys, you and dad would be in the den and there was this area where they could close the door. And it was the right. sixth season. So it was probably 2004 and so I was 14, and yeah. I would peek in through the door, and it, I, remember, I just remember the sixth season, but you didn't let me watch it when I was 14. So you do do you think that there's a reason why younger girls, obviously not eight years old, but like 15, 16, should they watch it? Is it appropriate? What do you think? I think it's, as a parent, where you're responsible for so many things, I think that one of the concerns is without context if you throw a young female into watching this show without experiences, without context, and without what I think is a very odd way that relationships have developed in your age group, where it really mm-hmm. isn't traditional dating. Um, an astonishing, especially later, a hookup culture. I think it's a very male satisfaction dominated culture. So you get that from Samantha, and it's just what you want for your kids are healthy relationships, respectful relationships. I'm not sure this was the show that would support all that, yeah. uh, but it wasn't the sex itself. I don't, um, I never, I don't expect my kids to be virgins. I don't, I'm very realistic, but I think until you've had your own experiences, if you imprinted some of these experiences at a young age. I probably did find it concerning. I don't know if I would now, but, um, and the more kids I had, the more relaxed I was, but Rachel, who cares? You're five years old. You want to watch Samantha <laughs> have sex with a guy with a two inch penis? Go for it. <laughs> I was three inches, um, just to defend him. No, I'm just kidding. But it was, well, I was going to, okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say like, if I was a mom now, I think I would do the same thing because honestly, like, Having a character like Miranda, not Miranda, sorry, Samantha, who's in her 30s, maybe 40s, in her sexual prime, and she knows what her needs are and, like, what works and is very weird to imprint on someone who's learning about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of sex drive, I feel like, can be maybe not a great influence or kind of like misleading because we look at Samantha as, as someone who like she can receive pleasure every single time, but that's clearly taken practice and clearly she's in her prime and that comes with age and experience. And I personally think that like, I learned a lot about sex through sex in the city for the, for the good and the, and the worst, to be honest, because even in that scene with, Miranda and the playwright um, where they have a simultaneous orgasm that just I mean I'll speak for myself 
that just seems a, a bit kind of rare, if not like not something that happens well, often. Also, and also a lot of the times the sex is like a minute or two minutes or something, and it's just very exaggerated. And so it's, yeah. it, 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 maybe it's similar to kids watching porn and thinking that that's real. I think a lot of times right. kids watching depictions of unrealistic sex make the expectations about sex unrealistic. It's, it's just not, I don't know if kids should be exposed to overly sexual material that's 100%, not, yeah, but it's, it's the same exposure to photos that are curated and photoshopped and you have a normal, right. healthy body and you look at someone on Instagram and it's just, and it's always, I'll never understand it. Everybody knows it's curated and it's not right. real, but everybody buys into the pain of thinking that you don't measure up. I'll never understand it. Totally. Mm, yeah. Uh, but the, the, the thing with sex, especially with Samantha, is that she does enjoy it. She is, she wants to enjoy it. She seeks out a good time. She expects to be satisfied and all that. And when I watched it, I realized I don't know a lot of people in my life who went out to seek that because that wouldn't have been, when I grew up, that wasn't a desirable thing. You would never, right. ever have been able. I remember one, she probably isn't even alive now. Her name is Mary Ellen in high school. And she was having sex with her boyfriend. And she would tell us how much fun it was. And we would just be so slack-jawed that she not only was talking about it, but that she was having fun. That it was just, yeah, I've always remembered. She goes, it's just so much fun. Um, yeah, it, it is a tough one. Because you don't want to insulate your kids, but you don't want to set unrealistic expectations for how they enjoy it. Because I think a lot of sexual interactions now aren't designed for the female to enjoy it uh, until you I think get a little changing, bit older. Though. I do think Is it's it? changing. I do think there's yeah. much more conversation about um, female sexuality, female empowerment. Feminine. I, I do think there is a change because when you talk to like Rachel's friend group, there's a difference in how people talk about like bodily awareness, um, body right. positive. There's just like not like, not faking it even. Not, yeah. So even within five year difference between Rachel and I, her friend group talks about it differently than my friend group would. So I do think that, especially like with the Me Too movement, not that that by any means took away male dominance with, within sex. I I think there's a turn within sex now that's more. I'm glad you're not yeah. just a recipient. And I yes, yes I remember exactly. when I don't know which I must have been one of you. And you were talking about a friend who, I mean, this is probably too much information for a podcast, but just was Never. just talking about a friend who'd having sex and just said how uncomfortable and painful and dry, whatever. It's like, that sounds like just, that's so awful. Yeah, but there's a awful. reason that it is because that, and I think, boy, those two people probably left that interaction and thought they had sex and nothing, neither really did. But I thought, <laughs> but how terrible if you, if that is what you think it is. You right. Know, that you're, right. yeah, it just, it, that makes me sad. It is. So, I, yeah, what were we going to say, Gilly? Well, I have a question because, Sarah, a couple of episodes, or actually, no, in just us talking recently, you were saying, like, or you said something along the lines of, like, sex in the city isn't that graphic. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking about that to this day. And <laughs> just kidding. And, and thinking, well, that's because, like, everything now is, like, kind of, like, softcore porn on Netflix <laughs> that anyone can stream 
for like $2 a month, you know, whereas HBO is like, you know, home box office, it was, it's harder to get like, you had to pay, like, it was much more expensive and like a parent was paying for it. And now it's just like, it's on Netflix. Sex is just there. It's just a matter of what you click. and so true. What you're, yeah, you're you're yeah. right. Like, and I think probably, mom, at that time, was it considered graphic? That's what I was just going to ask. Actually, yeah. it was probably considered racy, mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. graphic. But you would mm. see when he got out of bed after being in bed with Miranda, and yet it naked behind. That yeah. it was probably shocking at the time, um, right? But I was. Do you remember? You probably never saw it. The movie with Bill Murray stripes. Yes. That was rated R. <laughs> I don't even think they said the F word because I don't know why it was rated R. I think today that would be G, probably. <laughs> so I, probably. I think the standards are so different where now you can say the F word in a PG movie and you can show nudity. And it's just this um, evolution where people, I don't think, realize how there's no barriers anymore. So nothing shocking. Um, so at the yeah. time, uh, yeah, I I think probably it was just racy. It wasn't considered porn by any means uh, or obscene, but it was it was racy. Yeah, I I do think right. the exposure of sex and nudity in TV and film now. You're right. You're so overexposed to it, so it does seem kind of cheesy and like oh, soft core and Sex in the City. Because I mean, Rachel and I were watching Bridgerton or or like. Even Bridgerton, yeah. which is about like, you know, I not heard Bridgerton. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Or I think like True Blood, um, other shows where it's like, whoa, it's like porn. Right. Yeah. It's porn. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but okay. So to one of the other questions I really wanted to ask you is, and this is on, on uh, taking a big turn from the sex conversation is who is your favorite character on Sex and the City? And do you consider yourself a Miranda? Because we are the Mirandas. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> this and is you could be a hybrid. Sh- yes. I, this is shocking to say, but I would <laughs> say when I watched it, I was most interested in Carrie because I saw her as the lead character. Most of the adventures were around her. And now I look at this and think, you're very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I yeah. Um, and I definitely not Charlotte. Definitely not Samantha. I think Miranda is the steadiest. She is the with that race, the tortoise in the hair. Yeah. She's the mm-hmm. tortoise, and mm-hmm. I think she's reasonable. I think she's smart. I mm-hmm. think she's expresses herself well. Um, mm-hmm. All quality. She has staying power. Yeah. She mm-hmm. is my favorite character. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I am her, but she is my favorite character by far. Mm-hmm. Good. Because well, mostly because mm-hmm. of her intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Miranda, I um, watch it because I like rare. I haven't watched season one in forever. Mm-hmm. And so I burst out laughing when they were at the club like that was at the church for this like perfume like launch party. Yeah. And when Skipper, Skipper came back, I was like, he's back? <laughs> I thought he was gone. He's like a Frisbee. You turn around, it's like, God, you're back again. <laughs> oh, my God. We've we've just ripped into Skipper this season because he's such a funny character. I forgot that they got back together in this episode. Do you remember the years in sequence? Because you'll say season one. I won't remember them that way. I remember mm-hmm. them as sort of a thread, but I wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to tell you about when Skipper was there or whatever. I remember sort mm-hmm. of specific scenes. 
Mm-hmm. So he kind of, he's mm-hmm. just like a groundhog. He just always pops up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also so the true. thing that's funny, the thing that I just want to like, I just want to shake Skipper and ask him, like, do you not realize how much you disgust Miranda? And, <laughs> and you're literally going to tell her right now in this like quasi club church party that you've been praying for Miranda and to get back with her every night like do you not realize that's gonna just completely like repulse her and I don't you feel bad that. for him a little bit yeah you, a little you do bit. because you also see that for how good Miranda is she is using him and she does toy with him and it's um we all have that quality within us in which we can be intelligent good and smart and still kind of like, ah, well, Skipper, come on home, you know? Yeah. Um, but that, that we've gotten so many laughs out of the Skipper Miranda plot line because she just clearly loathes him. I actually have a really random question that just came through that I wanted to ask you, Chris. So something I've seen kind of online and like mostly from like disgruntled males is like i'll see like a comment online that's like uh, nice guys finish last you know and like skipper's a nice guy let's mm-hmm. say that do, do you what do you think about that saying do you nice guys finish last it's interesting because my youngest has such a take on that that i it's one of those things i've had to evolve where i think in her age group there are guys who've learned to masquerade as nice guys so you'll see them as nice guys so they can kind of get what they want but you can't call them a creep yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um what do I think I always told my girls I said just go for the nerds go for the studious stick-to-itive kind of guys don't go for the flashy guys it's a flash in the pan um those are always the people (laughs) What? Do you remember what you told me in college? Okay, this is after I had, this, is, this is after I had broken up with, and like clearly, like I'm heartbroken. I you want like I should. I'll be, never like, meet dating. anyone again. I'll never meet anyone again. I'm never be in love. And then you're like, you know what, Sarah? Instead of meeting people at the bar, you know where you should be meeting people at the library. Saturday, eight a.m. Eight a.m. Do you know why? Because they didn't stay out partying. They're not getting drunk at the football game. They're at the library. And I was like, what? I'm not going to the fucking library at 8 a.m.? Didn't I, didn't I tell you to go to the gym on Saturday morning? Yes, that, yes, oh, yes, gym? yes. The, because gym? They, they wouldn't be hungover if they can go to the gym in the morning. So that's I actually right. think it thing. was that, yeah. I agree. I agree no, with this feedback. And then, but at the time, I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to have me, like, absolutely not. And then now it makes so much sense. That, like, a guy who's up doing the right thing. So does that qualify as, like, the nice guy? But maybe it's it's funny that, you know, um, I remember watching the show Lost. Well, I mean, you obviously remember me watching the show Lost. <laughs> yeah. We and, all remember. And I was obsessed with the bad boy, right? The character And Sawyer. I was obsessed with the doctor. <laughs> the doctor. And there's that idea of, of, like, the bad guy. The guy who's not good for you. Or the, the guy who's going to kind of break your heart and keep you on your toes but keeps you interested. And um, I, I always do remember you saying that, like, that's not sustainable. That's not a good thing. But I do think it's when you're younger, maybe you just have to learn that on your own. You do. You have to go through that. But it's just if it's something that you want a, a relationship, you want some depth to it. You want a person who's going to show up consistently, 
they're going to not be a different person day by day. It's someone you can count on. If they say something, they're going to do something that they do it. But all of those qualities, if you're in high school and college, probably sound very boring, but they're, they're lifelong qualities. You just want someone who's going to show up, be themselves. You don't have to get up every day and think what kind of day. And maybe some people want that. that has nothing, I don't want that. Um, yeah. But. I also like want to kind of retort back at the nice guys finish last and say, yeah. isn't that kind of nice to finish last and have a wonderful, like healthy relationship that's adult like? Like, what's wrong with that? You know, well, in mean? certain points, people are overlooked because the I think a well-raised, nice male is probably quite overlooked in high school because yes. that isn't yeah. what people are looking for. And generally totally. they are the ones that are either in a relationship or they're overlooked because I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And they mature later too, or like, you know, I, they look, they look younger sometimes. Do you but do you ever look it? back in high school and think, Oh, that guy. Yeah. And, but you wouldn't have given him the time of day. In high totally. School. Even, yeah. even totally. in college, there were guys like that, like really just like oh, nice, sweet totally. guys who were nice to me. And just, like, showed interest. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> ah, too easy. Thanks. No. Yeah. But what do you think that is? Because here we're watching Carrie with – sorry, we're all the Carrie girls out there, but we're going to just <laughs> dig into her again. Um, like, we're watching Carrie be with kind of maybe the bad boy or the guy you shouldn't be with. Like, he's big. I mean, so what is that thing that – we kind of chase or go for is it just exciting is it just unpredictable it's yeah. exciting i look at her now especially after i watch it today i thought you're a puzzle piece that has a missing piece and you want him to yeah. fill that and yeah um kind of begging for it why i think he was at a yeah. point in his life where he really didn't need that i don't quite know what he was looking for but he didn't need to be to finish somebody else where she just needed that but even throughout the, I've never really understood his attraction for her. I've understood her attraction for him. I think in the end, when the season ended, he probably appreciated her. But I'm surprised right. that he stuck with he, he stuck with her because yeah. he was just so much more together than she was. Yeah. Also, I love that he like offered to take her to the Caribbean like that. I felt like he was meeting her halfway, and she just like had to break up with him. And I'm like. That could have been like a bonding experience, you know, like when you travel with a partner that's or like someone you're dating, like that says a lot, like that experience will kind of indicate a lot about the dynamic well, he, and she just couldn't do he it. He even said, you know, get, like give it time, you know, and he he said, I need to do things on my own time frame, which maybe to yeah. her, she had a childlike reaction, which is like, well, if it's not on my timeline, then I'm not interested. Clearly, you don't like me, but he's showing interest by their cooking dinner together there yeah he's taking her on vacation and then but she's interpreting it well right. i can't get this one thing that i want it must mean that i can't get inside um right this watching season one and we've said this so many times she really has you reevaluate the whole carrie and big relationship right because absolutely I, yeah, right it you you kind of feel bad for him a little bit well i remember thinking it was romantic yeah like, no don't go to church with his mother That's oh not- god no <laughs> God, no. Yeah. So weird. I know. Um, so I have another one, my last question, and I know the answer to it, but I'm interested for you to share it. And this is um, not episode specific, general Sex in the City. Do you have a favorite episode or scene in this series? Something that stands out to you and you just really enjoy? There are 
everything that happens in life, almost, I can think of a Sex in the City episode where I could relate to it. And I probably totally. say, he told me, the funniest one was at <laughs> Charlotte's wedding when she'd slept with the jackrabbit friend. Oh, the jackrabbit. And yes. she was trying to be friendly. And she's just, oh, hi, whatever. And then he mouthed, fuck you. <laughs> I think of the face that she made. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny because generally I don't think of her as she's more, it's what she says rather than her. But just, it was a perfect reaction. Absolutely perfect. You know what? She's one of those characters. And Sarah Jessica Parker did such a great job with Carrie. I mean, it speaks how yeah. great of an actress Sarah Jessica Parker is because she is really expressive. And even in this episode, there's a scene. I don't know if we, we should go over it now. And it's such a great scene when the girls are in the bathroom at the bar and Samantha is so devastated that the guy that oh, she loves, the guy that she loves has a small penis and she's telling them. And then um, there's this, this great line where <laughs> they're like, well, how small is it? Samantha, three inches. Carrie's like, ah, hard. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and she, <laughs> it's so good. And Charlotte's like, well, is he a good kisser? Who cares? His dick is like a gherkin. <laughs> it's so good. I wrote here, gherkin. <laughs> it was Me funny. Too. Yeah. With Samantha. With Samantha Zinger. <laughs> I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. When she was in the bathroom by herself before they came in, she had her lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> and she was opening it. <laughs> that is true. She's looking at it, just looking at the size. What's going on? Why are you crying? James has a small dick. Oh, well, it's not the end of the world. It's really small. How small? Too small. Well, size isn't everything. Three inches. Well, hard. Ooh. Hmm. Is he a good kisser? Oh, who the fuck cares? His dick is like a girl. <laughs> that that whole scene, and and I and I'm I'm torn between laughing and wanting to make a joke of it. I don't know if I want to go into like no. talking about small penises because I just like no one they can't help that, and there are good I men know. who like that's just whatever. But how the girls talked about it, I did think was really funny. And particularly Miranda had that great line. Um, do you have the line <laughs> written down, Gilly? I, do, I don't have the line So I have down. it kind of written down. And, it, and I think it said, um, Miranda says, like, I once dated a guy with a dick, with like a dick the size of a golf pencil. I didn't know if he was going <laughs> to fuck me or erase me. <laughs> so good. Um, Whenever the girls have a scene with all four of them and they're talking and they have like good back and forth, um, that was definitely the scene for me that made this episode. The gherkin. I appreciate the, that. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that Carrie and Charlotte were trying to find like the silver lining. Well, what, what about this? Or what about that? And um, I actually <laughs> had to like Google what a gherkin won because I was like, what is that? <laughs> and I like burst out laughing when I saw this like little teeny tiny micro pickle. It's <laughs> so funny. His dick is like a gherkin. <laughs> um, and then what did Charlotte say after at the end? How is he with his tongue? <laughs> <laughs> and all the girls are just like shocked because Charlotte will, um, you know, just kind of come out of nowhere. This was actually the first episode in the season that Charlotte was not, you know, 
blindsided by some sort of weird sexual favor <laughs> by a guy. Because she's we, we think the writers were out to get her in this season because... I did like what she said where she reminded Carrie that it's important if a man loves his mother, he'll be a good husband. Yes. And I could tell that she believed yes. that so strongly. Yeah. Um, yes. Do you think that's true? To an extent. Because like you, to an you extent, do know men who are way too close with their mothers. And or oh, mama's really? Boys. Mama's boys. Yeah. Or, um, and it's like... They like like Trey, for example, like obsessed with Bunny, but like kind of like doesn't care about Charlotte in the same detail he cares about with his mother, you know. But I, I think um it's like when I first started dating Dakota and he would talk about how close he was to his grandmother and how kind he was to his grandmother and his grandmother was like in, in a kind of a, a care facility and so just right. making sure he called her and this and that was so attractive particularly with a, with a grandparent like how nurturing oh, yeah. so I, I I would say if a guy I was dating like went out of his way to help his mom to call his mom that would be very attractive but someone like like yeah. Trey who you know in the later season is right so beholden to his mom and what she thinks no that's not attractive I I would never ever marry someone who is a relationship with his mother would be more important than a relationship with me. I, yeah. I and I know a yeah. couple of marriages like that. And I just think it's the strangest thing that the, strange. the mother is put first and wife is second. Yeah. I think that's bizarre. Yeah. But. That is weird. And I, so I kind of wanted to backtrack just a couple of steps and for our male listeners, I know that there are some. All two of you, feel- my brother and Dave. <laughs> no, Dave doesn't listen to the podcast. My brother listened to one. So basically, I, I, I okay, this is my opinion and it might be unfavorable, but I, I think it's worth, if you see a connection and love with somebody and they're not well endowed, I think it's worth pursuing the relationship. Um, what are people's thoughts? I've never run into it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess what I'm wondering is, like, is it really unfair? Because it's not, they don't, it's not in control. Let's change it to not small penis. What if it's some other physical quality that you don't find physically attractive? Is that a deal breaker? Because that's really what it comes down to. It's not just about the penis. It can signify something about the person that they can't physically change about themselves that you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Is yeah, but but penis is a, it's it's in important. Its own I know, I it's, know, and I I because it has to do with pleasure. It doesn't have to do with just I would not be at it. You know. <laughs> Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, you can have pleasure through other activities. Exactly. But if one of those activities gets taken off the menu, the other activities on the menu would have to be really good to make up for it. I would think that some women would really miss that. Um, But then again, I also think it's a very... But a gherkin? Yeah. Well, I can't even imagine. Really. Yeah. (laughs) that's so absurd um like yeah i think it would be hard to make up for a significant difference i think there's always oh the woman accommodates well there's only so much you can do i mean right so that's that's the other thing is like well the reason god i have such mixed feelings because yeah i feel like 
the woman has to like has been kind of socialized to accommodate so much for men sexually and you know it's changing hopefully but i also just feel like there like we said like there's so many other kind of alternatives to intercourse at this point right and that if there's a connection with someone where i feel like there aren't that many alternatives to finding a real connection with someone i agree that i think it could be really worth kind of i don't know and knowing that most men fall within a normal range if if james truly has a micro penis that's extremely rare so yeah. most people are on a spectrum of acceptable um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna admit to a... something on. So, oh, no, 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 I promise that. So you know I'm obsessed with. You, you know I'm obsessed with Reddit, and I like to go on Reddit. And there is this. Oh no! This is shocking. If anyone's listening to this, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, go to Reddit and go. It's this thing I follow called Normal Nudes. I know that sounds weird. It's not sexual. It's just normal bodies. People share what a normal body looks like. Okay. But there's a subset on it of men who have micro penises who share their Jesus. normal bodies, but with micro penises. It is fascinating. I it yeah. is. I am telling you, <laughs> it's a sight to be seen. Like micro penises at re- at rest. At rest, <laughs> like a grape. Wow. 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 Small, small at rest. Yeah, and like and, not. And a lot of t- well, about, that's the thing. And a lot of the uh, no on, grower versus on, show on normal nudes, you're not allowed to have an erect penis. That would be considered porn. What? <laughs> no, no, normal nudes is it is porn. Normal, no, it's not. Normal nudes is strictly bio- biological. It's it's it's. Now, are you saying? News like no news nudes, caster or nudes. Oh, nudes. nudes? Oh wow. Yeah, it's a funny. Oh. No, but people post it. They don't put their face. And then people usually, you can only give compliments. So no one ever says, you suck or teeny dick. They go, you know what? Great confidence. Good lighting. (laughs) (laughs) I think that when you think of the things that women obsess about that are non-issues. My nose mm. is a little too big. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. my, 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 like Rachel, oh, this, 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 like, what? I can't <laughs> mm-hmm. even see anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to have a man who has a clear issue with size to be on the other end of the spectrum, I think it must be extraordinarily painful. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what? Most of the men on there with the micro penises are absurdly overweight. And I do wonder oh. if it's a self-protective thing to, you know, to kind of hide. And like, you know, we, we've talked oh about, boy. like, I think you read something about <laughs> Roxanne Gay about gaining weight to kind of protect herself and like hide. Oh, yeah. Like weight can be seen as a self-defense. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, these men really struggle. Well, and also, if you're fatter, it looks smaller. So you might want to lose weight. <laughs> to me. <laughs> it might well, be a catch-22 there. Maybe go on there. Reddit and start writing those comments. <laughs> Somehow this podcast always takes an unexpected turn. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I, I I was, I, I had mixed feelings watching it and laughing and making fun because yeah. it's, it would be, I I always try and find the equivalent of what, what is something a woman Small has. boobs. Like, would you want to have a male dominated show where it says small boobs? Yeah. Like really, really small boobs that you can't. Yeah. But at the know. same time, it's um, not like an organ that. Like boobs aren't organ necessarily that are like used going inside you you know yeah. functioning in that way necessarily. Yeah. Well, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, wow, oh, we've okay. this is probably our <laughs> longest episode yet, but it feels 
like oh, we yes. have so much more to talk about, but it's okay because I kind of like where this has gone. Yeah. Should we talk about fashion and Blahniks? Is there more to digest? Well, I have a I have a Miranda sarcasm yes, that yes. I want to share. Mirandaism. It feels good to be sarcastic. We have our every episode we do a Mirandaism or sarcasm or something that she shares. I mean the the f- fuck me or race me was was clearly a good one. <laughs> that's a that's a great one. The other one was when they're in church, Carrie and Samantha, sorry, Carrie and Miranda. Miranda says something along the lines of like well cuz I think Carrie asked like could you date someone who was like really religious and Miranda was like Christian, Catholic, Buddhist, <laughs> Shaker, Quaker, all designed to fuck up our sex lives. <laughs> I love that. Miranda was was so great this episode. And I feel like I say that every episode. She, um... Because we, we are the Mirandas. I love that she says what she thinks. Samantha yeah. will say, but I think sometimes it's for shock value. Miranda will just say yeah. what she thinks, which I I just love that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love that. There was also another kind of Samantha Zinger, but not intentionally a zinger. And she's about to have sex <laughs> with James. And she's like, oh, I'm ready. Put it in. He's like, it, it's already <laughs> in. And she's like, oh, no. I thought that one. I always think of Sex in the City, that one I, I think of. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, Put it in. It is in. Samantha said a little prayer that he was kidding. He wasn't. I'm ready. Put it in. It's in. Um, when you asked me about things that make me laugh, and I don't know what season this is, but do you remember when she had the relationship with the really old guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they were getting ready. I think he was going to take Viagra. He had given her a bracelet, and oh, they were God. getting ready. And then, oh, we'll go to the little boy's God. room. And he ran down, and she saw him from behind. His butt, yeah. And she just, she got butt. up and, and ran. And then <laughs> his his maid was waiting. <laughs> so, what about fashion, guys? Oh, my God, she's fashion roadkill. Okay, so... Fashion, I, I, the one thing that stands out to me was Charlotte's outfit when it's this green, nice little strappy thing that she's wearing. And it's just, she has her hair up. She always looks so like feminine and lovely. And that was definitely something. Um, And I liked Carrie's outfit at the end. Inappropriate to wear on a plane, but aspirational. Oh my God. Yeah. I I liked Carrie's outfit at the end. The little white off the shoulder, like tucked in crop toppy thing with the skirt. I thought that was really pretty. Yeah. Um, I thought Carrie had terrible fake hair extensions at the angel party. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I did not. I didn't yeah, that. that was pretty bad. Because her hair is kind of here, but her hair was down here and it was extensions, but with curly hair, her curly hair is one length. So it was like curly. Then it was like, it was, it wasn't good. Um, I can never, I can never tell. And you guys tell me everybody always has extensions. Otherwise I always assume they do, but I can never tell. They do. Celebrities do have extensions. Um, what about, should we do the Manolo Blahnik rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Yeah, Chris, do you want to uh, do the rating this week? And you know how it goes. It's from zero to five. We haven't given anything a five yet. And you have not. I, don't, I think the highest it's gone is a four, right? Four. Correct. Last week's Last episode week. was a four. Farting yeah. episode. <laughs> Farting was a four. <laughs> I would say 
At most a three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a three as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three. Nothing big really um, happened. I thought they kept to the storyline. Um, but it's interesting when you watch it, when you know you're going to have to talk about it later. It's it's completely yes. different than just watching it. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You kind of wait usually, to pick yeah. up details and... So you you think three two Gilly? Yeah, I think or two point seven five. It's it's not a great episode. I mean, it's it's an important episode with the big carry plotline, but aside from that, it's just kind of like kind of dud. flat for a season finale. It's yeah, like exactly. oh okay, yeah. they're not going to the Caribbean. All right, yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is it's crazy because it sets us up for season two and um, I'm already thinking ahead to the first episode of season two when she bumps into him remember that they bump into the bar and and now he's an ex and now we have to not only season one we were dealing with the craziness of her with him and now we're going to deal with the craziness of her without him and it's just crazy crazy Carrie I can't Um, wait (laughs) do we have any other final thoughts from this episode I know it wasn't a typical episode but I kind of liked how we covered a bunch of stuff um, so thanks. Get the you, boomer um, perspective. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was wonderful. Um, do you have any final thoughts, mom? I love your podcast. And I, when Aww. I picked Rachel up from work and she said, you know, she's like an empath. She goes, mom, I'm picking something up. What is it? And I said, well, most of it's been the, the capital today, which has just completely <laughs> destroyed my day. And I said, but I'm going on the podcast. You just, you don't want to like be an idiot or whatever. Come on. They have like three people who listen to it. <laughs> and she said, it'll be hey. okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. We have five listeners. <laughs> she was, she was trying to make me feel better, but um, no, no, I, I, I actually, I know I'm your mother and I love you, but when I see there's a new podcast, I will stop listening to what I'm listening to to listen to the podcast. Oh, I do. So I, I'm, nice. I'm not kidding. And I, I, I would lie to you and say that, but I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the rhythm of it. I love everything about it. We're well, so happy that you came on. This I know. Thank you so much. We'll have to have you on when we have the Charlotte wedding episode um, <laughs> where they the fuck you or the old man's saggy ass. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> they could do that one for sure. <laughs> Well, thank you for um, having me. Thank you. So, guys, this that was season one, episode twelve. I don't know if we said the name, but it was "Oh, Come All Ye Faithful." And Mm -hmm. next week we have season two. I cannot believe we've already done twelve episodes. And um, yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and if any of the listeners are interested in being a guest on the podcast, feel free to email us at mirandaspod at gmail dot com or just DM us on Instagram. Um, and think about what episode you might be interested in being on because season two, it gets better. Yeah, we are finally out of the season one rut and post season two gets good. Yes. Season two gets good. So um, thanks again, mom, for joining and we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.